Prince, focus, and respecting creative. That's what we're talking about today on Sounds Profitable with me, Brian Barletta. This episode is brought to you by Chartable. Attribution, analytics, and awesomeness. Go to chartable.com for more details. I know that you're listening to Sounds Profitable because podcast ad tech is important to you, but it's important to me that you are kept up to date on the latest news from the entire podcast industry. To help with that, here's what happened last week, no matter when you're listening, from James Critlin at Pod News. A few weeks back, I reached out to Oxford Road to have them build the perfect ad for Sounds Profitable. The question which I posed to Stu Redwine and his team that led to the article linked below was, if podcasters can sell underwear, why do they struggle to sell themselves? Stu not only wrote up an amazing host read ad for us, but he also wrote an article detailing exactly what went into making it. I spoke to him about how we can better learn to focus our advertising efforts and how we'll have more success if we give creative the time it needs to thrive. I'm really pumped about this conversation today because the more time I spend in this space, the more I'm realizing that right now where we are in podcast advertising is that the actual creative is the thing that receives the least amount of attention. And it's probably the most important. Yeah, I think that is often the case, particularly in this space, that the creative doesn't, I was just looking through here in these little, I keep these little uh, note cards of all these quotes and things to inspire me. And this is from Bill Bernbach, who said, creativity will become the last unfair advantage we're legally allowed to take over our competitors. And so the, the fact that creative is, I think, underexploited, particularly in this space or not focused upon, is bears bears focusing upon it because it can be this kind of leave behind, you know, as a creative director at an audio agency, there is a piece of it. But I mean, you see the same thing across kind of all creative. It's like, well, anybody can do that, right? Like anybody can pick out colors. Anybody can edit something on their laptop. And it's true. I mean, all the tools have been democratized. They've been democratized for all time, though, when it comes to writing or performing, you know, the alphabet's been around a good long time, but it doesn't make everybody a world-class writer, but it does seem particularly in the audio space that the copy points can kind of be this thing. That's just like, well, just, you know, just basically have anybody write it, you know, just, yeah, we kind of got that. We got our team. We'll, we'll go after it. And it's not given the time care and attention that like anything, anything could benefit from more time, care, and attention to refine it and make it better and make it punch harder to make, I think particularly in the realm of worlds, to make it clear, brief, and potent. Like never use two words when one will do. Make every word count. How hard are you working on making your copy the best that it can be so that you're equipping the hosts, particularly for host red stuff, but we can talk about produced as well because you're seeing more and more of that in the podcast space. But for host red copy, how do you hand them the absolutely best tuned instrument that you can so that they can play it? They can play yeah. it like Prince. They can shred, but that thing's got to be tuned up. It's got to be hooked up to all the right equipment. It's got to be the best it can be so they can do the part that only they can do. Yeah. And so 
if we think about the whole process, right? So buying a campaign, let's say you're using attribution. When I was at Barometric, now Claritas, we needed a minimum of two weeks before a campaign went live to make sure the tracking pixels were live, to get the right data and to make sure everything's technically sound. You sometimes need months to agree to the terms and to figure out and buy the available inventory that's sold out in advance. Mm -hmm. But there were definitely times at Megaphone where it felt like it was like, awesome, cool, campaign's going live in three days, so let's get that creative going. And it's like, holy shit, really? We're going to give give the part that has the biggest impact, the thing that the listeners are going to interact with, that's how little time we're going to allot to it. We don't give it weeks. We don't do A-B testing for it. We focus on what are the points, the quickest way to action, get it live, and then we just cut, cut, cut what doesn't work instead of focusing on how do you make an ad better? How do you give them the right tools? Your Prince comment was so perfect. I got a two-page ad read from a friend. He sent it over to me, and it, was, it wasn't the read. It was simply all of the talking points. The first part was a page full of stuff I didn't care about, mm-hmm. even a little bit reading through it. Like mm-hmm. having tried the product myself, actually, I looked at that and I was like, I don't care about any of this. The second part was a competing list of conflicting data points, right? Mm-hmm. Of things that they wanted you to say, but there was no way to say all of them. There was no path to walk through them. There was no guidance. It was, here are a bunch of darts. Here's the dartboard way over there. We've made the bullseyes multiple and all over the place. Good luck. It was probably some of the hardest work I had to do to sift through that Mm -hmm. and take a guess at what would be good. And when I worked with my friend on it, the end result, what I gave him, not good. Mm-hmm. Not he gave me great feedback. He said it just doesn't pan out. Mm-hmm. And so you're right, tuning that guitar per host, right? Tuning that instrument to the specific audience. There's a reason player pianos were popular, right? There's a reason why we got boom boxes that play music and we're not still in the world of simply having live music everywhere we go. Sometimes you got to know your audience and sometimes you got to provide them the right tools. And sometimes that tool is a CD player to hit play on. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think that like, look, the, the host, like you just said it so well, and I've heard it from other hosts. You're a person, a busy, busy person with a lot of things going on in your life. Two pages of anything, even for me anymore. I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't want to have, I have decision fatigue, right? Like poor little old me, but I think a lot of us feel that way. So it's like, what do you want from me and how do you sharply point it as narrowly as possible? And that's why, you know, we do have, and that what we, what we talked about in the article, like we do have a very methodical approach to help us get us to good faster so that when the tyranny of the urgent happens, because it happens, because it's reality and stuff has to ship, right? Like, yes, this is what happens. And you have three days it's like, okay, let's invent an instrument. Should it have strings? Should it have keys? Should it play this? Should it play? It's like, oh no, we know it has six strings and you know, it's shaped like this. It has a neck, blah, 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 blah. We need to do all these things. Let's put everything in the correct boxes so that, you know, I remember, so I've been at Oxford road since before the beginning and we used to four times. Yes. (laughs) We used to send hosts pages, pages and pages. And we were doing them a grave disservice. You know, it's a lot of work. Some of them, I got to say, some some folks are able to go through that or they have a producer that goes through that. But by and large, 
it's just too much. Yeah. It's like in the movie, what is it, Amadeus, where he goes, there's too many notes. There's too many notes. It's like the King of Austria or something re- responding to his uh, music. It's like, it's just, <laughs> it's just too much. So now, like, we have it really sharpened where we're sending them, like, essentially what's a radio script, which is like 180 words. Well, you know, I mean... Brian, we did this yeah. together. You, you've been to we the mountain. It. Yeah. It's 180 words <laughs> so that they can do their thing and they can make it sing and they can elaborate and ad lib as they need. And like, sometimes it's like, oh my goodness. It's like when we have to cut down to like a 30 or a 15, it's like, oh, for me, it's like so refreshing. Like, because it's like, oh, I just get to whittle this down to just the most important, most, most yeah. impactful pieces. And then I'm like, oh, that's an ad. That is an ad <laughs> right there. And then they do their thing. It's not words and words and words and words and words and words and words. That just doesn't seem to work. And then it's also like I've got hundreds of advertisers and thousands of ads that we've thrown at the wall and hundreds of millions of dollars invested to go, yeah, I'm telling you, I'd stick to like 180 words. In fact, I'd probably stick to like 150. That's for a minute long read. I know we're talking like insiders, you know, it's kind of like, well, what's that? Like for a minute long read, I'd keep it short and then, you know, stick to a formula. We happen to have one that's great, but there's been formulas that have been around for a long time. Attention, interest, desire, action, you know, you name it, whatever. That's the big thing that I really want to emphasize there that like you're saying that it's been around for a long time. Like the people in the podcast industry, so many of them on the microphone either came from radio, awesome content creation, all that, or are new to it and are on the microphone side. The business side, so many people here are brand new. Your article. So originally I reached out to Stu specifically to write, to get help in writing an article about how to do this. I said, Hey, could you put together like an ad? And then could you give me some words around it? And you wrote this amazing article that cited all these books and resources that I'd never heard of. Like how you handle it at Oxford road is unique and you guys are killing it over there. Very impressed with everything you're doing. But what you. you basically said is we take all the public information here and we condense it and we do it our specific way, but you should read this and you should do this. So instead of like how to win friends and influence people, you're sharing with an audience of people who don't know these books exist, don't know the sources. If you're interested in creative development, advertising at all, Stu listed books on there that I had never come across in my entire career. I think I'm pretty solid on advertising, but like I have a pile of stuff now to read or listen through that I'm super pumped about. And also Stu sometimes, and I think we got to have it more, is basically the Beekman's world of advertising. He does these killer (laughs) videos where he puts on different costumes uh, and explains these points in really fun ways and that's the truth of it we have so many yeah, people I invite my friends to help me <laughs> There's, we have so many people in this space that are brand new that have never experienced any of it that are just like your job is advertising now and they weren't trained and they didn't go to school for it and they were just excited to work in this industry and this is the closest they could get and people like you and the content that you're putting out here and the direction you're giving them is how these people become like you or like me in the future and that's really important so I really got to say thank you for completely buying in to everything I'm doing and and really doing your own version of it, which is great. Well, thank you. Yeah. So many people have been open handed with me and um, I've never known how to do anything I've done. And I think that 
I, I mean, I think it's continually the case, but even more now more than ever, how connected we are, you can find all of the stuff, but sometimes it can be overwhelming. And so like where to look and, and what should I, you know, what are those resources? And thank you for saying all that stuff. It is, you know, those are all the things that I've looked at and continue to look at. I was thinking like, oh, what's some other stuff that would be helpful? I'm always writing notes. Uh, so quantum <laughs> marketing, yeah, quantum marketing is a new one um, that I'm getting into alchemy, which I'm a little late to the game, but as Rory Sutherland, it's very good strategy is your words, which is awesome. And it's like, this one is very cool by this guy, Mark Pollard. And you had to get it. I don't know. One of those like crowdfunding campaigns, but the guy actually did it. And it's like, the pages are like really thick and I don't know, it's just cool. It's got all these pictures in it and stuff. And like, this is another great resource and you can see I'm starting to mark it up and you know, it's lots of people are trying to solve these problems. This one's kind of a good example because like he's made this very different and special and the hosts, that's what we want them to do with the air checks. And I've got like five different ones that I, that I'd found recently that I'd listened to. But I mean, anyway, the big, the big theme is they're adding their personality and their style to it. So they're making it special. They're bringing the the spice to it is uh, this other guy, Louis Grenier. He's got a podcast called Everyone Hates Marketing. Awesome. Awesome. And he makes yeah. some very, okay. yeah, yeah, very punchy and very to the point and very helpful. Uh, but he talks about, you know, the spice is one of the things that you have to add. That's what we want the host to do. That's like the thing everybody's yeah. after. And it's weird because you, you, me, 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 me. When I started writing podcast copy, I'm like, oh, I'm going to add the spice. Like, oh, I like this show. I get what that person's yeah. like. So I'm going to write like Brian Barletta. And it's like, no, it's better for me. And some of the greats, like the greats in radio, and I mean the greats by the size of their audience and their ability to cause people to take action, they add their own signature style. They're the sales force for every advertiser. And the best way, again, it's kind of like this, it's a recurring thing, but that's okay, man. It's the basics is to give them, it's actually restraint. It's practicing minimalism and restraint to give them the least amount possible in the punchiest way possible so that they can do their thing and they can add their signature style to it. Like that's what yeah. you're after in the space. And that's like the X factor in produced stuff or, you know, in television creative that doesn't have a personality in it. The, you've got to come by it a, a different way is like, how do I create that empathy and human connection? But man, in the venue that we're in, in the space that we're in, we're, the hosts, you know, one host, I remember talking to him personally and they, they were going, and this is a huge host. They're going like, it doesn't get any more intimate. I am inside their body. They're in their yeah. ear. You're welcoming them in. So the human connection's there. So it's like, okay, you're making your copy. Hey, follow our formula, follow somebody's formula. Others have gone before you. I highly recommend it. It's all I've done. And I'm just improving upon it and hold yourself back. Let them bring the magic to it. I super agree. Uh, we had Danny Sellers from HeadGum and Gumball come right recently. There was an article that Audio Boom put out, and it was just like the intrinsic added value of podcast advertising. And they were like, we buy 60-second ads, and we get two to three-minute ad reads from people. And Danny showed me with Jake and Amir. He's just like, that's not a win. 
right? Like a three and a half minute, four minute ad read for a Helix mattress was awful, right? Hmm. They just lose it. Even if you give them bullet points, they're just gone. There's even with two people, even with history, you lose the call to action. You lose the interest. You're into another story. Could it work for weaving it into something? Yeah, but then you leave it and maybe you come back to it later. But a clear ad spot, it's about being concise. It's about the the added value is the publisher, the, the podcaster being able to kind of seep into it, right? To be more visible, to know their audience, to have a chance to help sell and keep this advertiser happy. That's the added value. Trusting the people that you're buying from, not simply being like, ah, well, I paid for 30 seconds and I got a 30 minute episode. Weird. Nobody listened to it or nobody converted. Of course they didn't. Just just running the clock out isn't value. Yeah, I mean, I think that's a great point. There's if you were only looking at that, that isn't the true value. I think again, it's like if you've got some kind of rubric or metric to look at the things, which we do, you know, but there's there's lots of way to do it. You go, well, what you know, what is most important? And in my view, there's no more powerful words in the lexicon of advertising than I use this and you should too. That's the ultimate yeah. substantiation. Okay. That is the ultimate statement. That is what we, you know, pathos, ethos, and logos. This goes all the way back to Aristotle. It's like, I, you need to connect emotionally, no question, because you connect with the heart, the mind will follow. People post rationalize all the time, right? That's why when you buy a really nice car, you get the big, thick manual after. They're not, they don't bring that big, thick manual out. Go, let me take you through this and talk to you about the anti-lock brake system. You know, it's like, sit down and feel it. Want to take for a ride? You know, it's like, you're powerful. You're strong. Yeah. You're like this. And then you you can rationalize it after the fact. So connect with the heart. Give people the reason. The point here was on um, the substantiation piece of it. So pathos, ethos, and logos. The pathos and the logos, that's the heart and the reason. Great. The ethos is the credibility. And what struck me about that when I was thinking about it a few years ago was like that those are three things that Aristotle mentioned, like of equal value. And ethos is like, well, why should yeah. I believe this person? How much do I care about this person? I think, well, the people we care about most are friends and family. So when a friend or a family member tells me, at least for me, it's like, I got this thing, you should too. Like, that's probably the highest weighted ad I ever get, right? Is from another person that I care a whole lot about. <laughs> So it's a podcast basis of multi-level marketing, right? Right, right, right. <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. We've all those things work, right? Like your yes. mom has it and then she goes to see her aunts yes. and your, yes. your aunts. And that's that, that stuff works. It's the core of all this. And it's so interesting that you're like shining the light on it again. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think it's easy to lose sight of because that's the thing that in well, and it's easy to not like you're saying, it's like, we got this three three minute ad read. And it was like, really cool. Uh, great. Did they say there's this awesome read I have for, um, headspace and it's unregistered with Thaddeus Russell. And he talks about his struggle with mental health. He gets really real about medication, psychiatry, like the real stuff that you know if you're peddling headspace is the real yeah. is the real ish that people don't talk about. Like really getting low, really getting personal. He goes there and then he says he used headspace and it's you can feel it, it's real. And he 
and he tells you it's I wrote down because he does testimonial and endorsement because they're two different things. So he says, I use it. And he says, you should, too. And you're like, OK, great. And he it's goes, so let me powerful. see. Let me see how long his is. OK, so it's a minute 43. So it's a little longer. But he, yeah, he, he in that length, kind of to your point, it's not just about running the clock. He's doing a more impactful ad because he's given you that I use it and you should too. Six and a half years ago, I was in pretty serious psychological trouble. My anxiety and insomnia were essentially out of control and I didn't know what to do because at that point I had spent 10 years doing psychoanalytic psychotherapy, spending tens of thousands of dollars on it. I had taken multiple medications, multiple SSRIs. And at that point, none of this was doing me any good. Friends of mine had been telling me about meditating, and some of them had even told me about this app called Headspace, but I resisted for a long time. Thankfully, finally, I saw an ad. I saw an ad for a free one-month trial to Headspace, which is what I'm offering you now. And I used it, and I'll never forget the first session. After 10 minutes of meditating with Headspace, it felt as if my very body chemistry had changed for the better. It was a remarkable transformation. And I have used the techniques taught to me by Headspace every single day since then. And there has been nothing better for my mental health. It's been better than all the therapy and all the drugs combined. And I'm offering this to you now. I guarantee if you go to headspace.com renegade and use the free one month trial that's offered to you right now, you're going to find similar transformations in your life. Again, I guarantee it. Go to headspace.com slash renegade for your free one month trial to the meditation app that really changed my life. Thank you so much. I think what's really funny about it is I feel like sometimes the podcasters have lost track of why that's important, right? I'm a big Crooked Media fan, but at this point, what I know about Crooked Media and their like Casper mattresses is that like they keep it in their guest room and their mother-in-law hmm. doesn't complain when she sleeps over. Hmm. And to me, that's not endorsement. That means they got something and chose not to throw it out, right? When they like make, there's, there's a point where like it's, you're making fun of the product, right? You're making fun of that process and that endorsement is lost. You can have fun with it, but like, I, God, in my twenties, I consumed so much Tim Ferriss, whether that's embarrassing or not. Now I'll take my shots for it. It's, but, who uh, ma it's what made you like, who you are today, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> but, but I, like I bought me on these. I, you know, I vividly remember him talking about mizzen and main shirts and how when he travels, he uses them because they don't wrinkle in his bag and he doesn't have to have that complex like uh, have like a like a dry cleaning bag when he travels on a plane and to right. me in my 20s traveling a lot that stood out i never bought it but i still think about it right because hmm. it was an endorsement from someone at that point who had my attention about a problem we shared yeah. and how they solved it right like the second i i'm listening to a podcast because i can relate to you or you're incredibly entertaining and i can't relate to you right like there's Either either I find something about you that's endearing and close, or you're so entertaining that you can be an alien. And then if you're an alien, that's neat. Then I want to support you. And if you're close to me, I I, I assume we have similar problems. Right. So every time you give a true 
heartfelt read, not the same thing over and over again, not hearing the same read from two different hosts in, in like a day apart where they read the same script. It's you got to be real. That example of headspace you gave, that's killer. That's the type of thing that'll make me sign up. That's why I have tried headspace before, right? Hearing a personal connection, because I think that's part of it. We, we seek authorities, we seek people that we can learn from and we can trust into. It's why there's cultures around diet and fitness and finance and all of these things because we want to buy into a guru. I got kid two on the way and we're back to the same list of people whose classes and programs we bought with kid one mm-hmm. uh, with Theo and and like I'm bought in. Do they have an upgraded version? Awesome. Am I going to blindly follow it until it completely fails me? Yes, because I want to buy into something. I want to feel like part of something and I want to trust an expert. So I just, I feel like the Mad Men days of advertising, like for for all the awfulness of that show, it it was super entertaining, but I definitely understand the problems with it. Oh Um, yeah. A lot of the stuff that you're talking about, has been lost in the last 10 to 20 years, it feels like, because everybody's obsessed with what's the click through? What's what's the cost per acquisition? Oh, we can just drop that show because it's not performing. We're not looking at the creative. We're not looking at the talent. We're not building things that stand alone. And yet we still hail things like the Super Bowl, which has ads so entertaining that we watch outside of the Super Bowl as such like a big event. So I I really commend you for everything that you're doing here. It sounded like you had a few ads that you wanted to share. Yeah, I do. I have five. I just there was some some recent ones that I'd pulled up. Let's hear them. All right, guys, let's take a quick second and thank our sponsor for today's show, which is Quip. Quip, the good habits company. Listen, these are the guys. They're going to take care of your mouth and everything to keep your mouth healthy. I love this company. I use their toothbrush. My wife uses it as well. We use their floss. They have the best dispenser for the floss. They have the travel stuff, so you can take it on the go. It's all great. It's really smart. It's all, all their stuff is made with really good ingredients, and they just added their mouthwash, which really is, that's what completes the deal. That's, that's what you need. You need a good toothbrush. You need a good floss routine, and then you need some mouthwash so you feel great. Let me tell you something. This mouthwash is incredible. I've been using it regularly. It's uh, the first time I tasted it, I was like, I don't know if I like this mouthwash taste. And then my mouth felt cleaner than it's ever felt in my life afterward. And I just kept using it. And now I love the taste. And it's just like my favorite mouthwash that I've ever used. So I highly recommend people check it out. Mouthwash, of course, the perfect finishing touch to a complete oral care routine. Pair it with the Quip electric toothbrush for adults and for kids and their refillable flossers. They also send everything to you on a schedule, so you just make sure you, you've just got that whole part of your life covered. Quip is the company. Go to getquip.com slash problem five right now, and you can get $5 off a mouthwash starter kit. That's $5 off a mouthwash starter kit. It includes a refillable dispenser, a 90-day dose supply of Quip's four times concentrated formula at getquip.com slash problem five. By the way, the refillable dispenser is really sleek and cool looking as well. So you're going to love it. Getquip.com, G-E-T-Q-U-I-P.com slash problem five. Quip, the good habits company. Okay, so that one's got a great example, the quick Quip example that we just listened to from part of the problem where he talks about the mouthwash 
And he does a couple things. So one, this is also another critical component because we were kind of talking mainly about like, um, I use this and you should too. But he also does a really important piece of persuasion, which is positioning that people don't always do. So he says, cleaner than my mouth has ever felt. I always have to anchor if I want to be as persuasive as possible when I want to be persuasive, anchoring it against something else, anchoring the concept against something else. So he's anchoring it against this is the cleanest my mouth has ever felt. And his skepticism. The skepticism stuck out immediately. Yeah, there you go. So that's a fantastic one. So that and that's from July 8th. Right. Because I didn't, you know, one (laughs) as creative director, director of creativity. A lot of times the examples (laughs) are like from this is something I did four years ago or even like last year. I'm like, this was like recent. This was last week, baby. This is this is 70. And I didn't do it. He did it. Part of the problem did it. Here's another one. Bad on paper. Today's episode is also sponsored by ZocDoc. And complete truth, I have been using ZocDoc a lot lately. I used it last month to find a new gynecologist. I used it this month because my primary care physician left the network that she was in and now doesn't take my insurance anymore. ZocDoc is my favorite way to find a new doctor. They make it so, so easy. So I'm going to tell you a quick story about when I use ZocDoc to find my new gynecologist. And I swear to God, this is true. I just think it's so exemplary of the service. A few months ago, I don't like my current gynecologist. There was such a long wait time. Every time I went, I needed to wait forever and ever and ever. So I decided I wanted to switch. And my first idea was to text a handful of friends and ask for some recommendations. And I got three recommendations. But after calling all their offices, I found out that none of them took my insurance because, sidebar, self-employed insurance really sucks. So I happened to land on ZocDoc and figured, hey, might as well. I'm really getting nowhere fast with these personal recommendations. So I plugged in my insurance, my zip code, and then I wanted a female provider. And in three seconds flat, I had a page of options in front of me, and I can make an appointment right online without waiting on hold with another receptionist. But the thing that I found most helpful was the reviews because I don't just want any old doctor that fit my criteria, you know? So the doctor I landed on had 47 reviews. So I felt really secure that other people had a good experience. And there were reviews on everything from the doctor's bedside manner to office wait times. So that's my completely true ZocDoc story. I'm all set with my appointment. It's not for two weeks, so I can't tell you how the doctor is yet. But it was the easiest thing in the world. So if you've been putting off making a doctor's appointment... I can't recommend this service highly enough. With ZocDoc, you can search for local doctors who take your insurance, read verified patient reviews, and book an appointment in person or via video chat. Never wait on hold with a receptionist again. I mean, that's a pretty good good value. Whether you need a primary care physician, dentist, dermatologist, psychiatrist, eye doctor, or other specialist, ZocDoc has you covered. ZocDoc makes healthcare easy. Just download the free ZocDoc app, the easiest way to find a great doctor and instantly book an appointment. Go to ZocDoc.com BOP and download the ZocDoc app to sign up for free and book a top-rated doctor. Many are available as soon as today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C dot com slash BOP. Now is the time to prioritize your health. So with that one, you know, the critical piece, and this is another part of persuasion. So this is kind of good because it's also pulling out some different aspects of what's important in, in persuasion was the specificity of 47 reviews, right? Yep. Not 46, not 48, 47. And that it was her personal story. 
about again this is you know this is a this is an important decision finding a new gynecologist like where do you go she started with her friends and you have the relative value of she got what three three recommendations and with zocdoc she had a whole bunch and not only that it was recommendations with a bunch of reviews and that's that's what stood out the most to me right is that uh the the friend reviews she said she went and asked her friends right which is the trust the expertise right and the friend reviews fell short because her scenario while not uncommon like it it's specific right it's relatable the insurance sucks everybody knows that even if you have corporate insurance you're still going to find those things you can't recommend a doctor because you don't know the insurance they take if you're already working with a doctor you don't need to know that they take other insurance and you really don't need to know if they take more than your insurance it's even weirder when you have the same insurance as anyone you know that seems to be even more uncommon so the fact that her friend referrals failed her, that's that's what really kicked this off for me. It was like, oh, she tried the best option. She put in the most effort. Then this option, which is way easier, which seems like it would therefore not be as valuable, ended up being more valuable because it filled in the spots that her friends will never need to know to solve her problem, Right. Yes. And, and again, this is like that it's so, it is, it is so important is positioning, 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 positioning forever and ever and ever. Like I, I, because what you'll find if you listen to a lot of other ads is that is what will be missing. And so when you're talking to hosts and when we're, when we're talking to hosts, it, that's one of the areas we really dig in. And again, going back to the formula and the tight, concise section of, you know, of only having so many words to work with them on is then you can dig in to go as deep as possible in each one of those sections. So here is another one here. I've got two more for you. You guys, you've heard me talk about Nutrafol vitamins a lot. I was just reminiscing today, actually. I vividly remember about halfway through quarantine, I chopped my hair off last year. I've been taking my Nutrafol vitamins now for, I think, about a year. And you guys, my hair is so long, and I truly think it's the thickest it's ever been. And it just goes to show that when you continually take something and you give it time to show results, then you really do see a difference. And that's how I feel about Nutrafol. If you guys have never taken a supplement for your hair before, I really highly recommend it. I'm a full believer in the whole like healing your hair from the inside out kind of thing. Healthy hair growth takes time and you really will experience thicker, stronger, faster growing hair in about three to six months when you take Nutrafol. In a clinical study, 86% of women reported improved hair growth after six months and more than 1,500 top doctors recommend Nutrafol as an effective and high quality solution for healthier hair. They really are great for you. So you guys got to check this out. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support YFT by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code YFT to save 20% off your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus free shipping on every order. Get 20% off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code YFT. Do it. So that one's for Nutrafol. And what I really like about it, and in fact, your Beekman character is going to be making a return to talk about snake oil. Uh, You know, the age old problem of the snake oil salesperson 
uh, goes way back in time, yeah. Stanley Clark snake oil, where they ended up seizing his snake oil and found out there was no snake oil in it. Turns out it came over. Uh, it's a it's a significant piece of Asian American history in that Chinese sea snake oil works. It actually lessens the inflammation from arthritis. And this is what the railroad workers would put on their hands. Then some hard selling Americans who wanted to get out there and make a dollar thought, well, if a Chinese sea snake has oil in it, I bet a rattlesnake does too. So they got some rattlers. And then once they start making a ton of this stuff, you got Stanley Clark at the Chicago World's Fair cutting, a, you know, taking a rattler out of a bag and plunging it into boiling water, slicing it open, plunging it into boiling water, scraping all the goo off of the top, making a liniment right there and having somebody set in the crowd that comes up like my hands don't work. And then he rubs it on him. I'm healed. And it didn't even have snake oil in it. That gives nutraceuticals, that gives certain products a bad rap. It doesn't mean they don't work. So when it comes to those, when it comes to those, like Nutrafol, getting a host to use it over time, that's a big long-term commitment, but it works. And so like in this example, you actually had the host, Brandy Cyrus, using it for a long period of time, cut off her hair, had the hair growth And she talks about using it, right? We only advertise products and services we believe in and would use ourselves at Oxford Road. It really puts us in a great position when we're talking with the host. Like time and time again, like I I wear the products, I use the products because they're good products, because they do what we say that they do. And when the hosts have that confidence too, you can can hear it come through. And then when they're equipped with the absolute best, uh, most clear scripts possible, then it also performs. But I think this is a great example of a, a product that's a little bit more difficult because it takes time and the host was able to give it the time and we were able to be with them and advertise with them long enough to have that payoff to go like, yeah, this stuff works. Okay. And so that's the big thing. So this, this person received the product for months for free before she did the ad read. Is that accurate? The for free piece, I'm not exactly sure. Um Okay. Yeah, well, yeah. Well, then even more so. So she either received it for free or she paid for it, but she used it for a substantial amount of time. Yeah, initially they're going to get a free sample, but I but I wouldn't go so far as to say that the continual use of it was something that she continued to use get for free. Like, well, we're we're able to get initial samples and those kinds of things, but like I said, when it when it works and it's something that they believe in, they'll continue to get it themselves. But that's the thing. This showed that this person put in time and investment before they talked about it. They used it. This isn't something that like I can receive, throw in my hair and talk about tomorrow. This required nope. investment. This required commitment to use. That's really neat. I think that's really cool. Also, are, did you say that you're going to do the the Beekman equivalent for the story of the snake oil salesman? Yeah, 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 I, yeah. That's the first time I heard that story. That's amazing. Oh, man, this is a great one. Yeah, I mean, I'll bring out the ad wizard is going to join the party. And, <laughs> and you know, the, the other guy, come here, Johnny, come on over here. Hey, hey, Brian. Yeah, I'm going to be in that video, too. It's going to be great. I'll tell you all about it, man. It's going to be the best. Yeah, I'll have everybody over. And we're going to learn things about advertising history. Thank you, guys. You can go back in the box now. Yeah, well, we're going to do a, we're going to, well, I'm going to get the whole band back together and we'll do a video about 
snake oil and, you know, some important um, legislation that came into place where it's like, oh, yeah, uh, now we have to disclose facts about our ingredients, which was something that yeah. they, they weren't doing um, until they had to. Um, and that's where, you know, you can see advertising can really make a positive uh, impact uh, in the world, um, you know, where you can you can go, OK, this is this is stuff that we, we can actually make a change, which is part of what we're doing at Oxford Road with the media roundtable. But that's like a whole other conversation we can have. I had one more. OK, so Let's this is a, well, this is a fun one because this is uh, this is uh, Jessica Chaffin's character that she does. So she she does a Ronna Glickman where she answers questions as Ronna Glickman, um, which I just think is hilarious because she's doing the whole she's taking on a character thing. Uh, but this one's for Man Crates. This one's from uh, June 15th. Brian. Rana, Father's Day's coming up. And guess who's back as a sponsor on the podcast, pardon me. Man Crates. And Rana, why on earth would you give your dad another, like, world's greatest dad mug? No. One of those dumb cards that's like, what am I doing? Farting all day. I hate those. I have to be honest. <laughs> Like, it's all these Father's Day cards about farting, and it's so gross to me. I, I don't really know about that. Well, you know, I If do. you're trying to make me feel bad because Jordan doesn't have a father anymore, then you've succeeded. But that's well, not what this ad is about, dear. No, it certainly isn't. This ad is about getting your father a gift he won't have to pretend to love. That Truly. is so true. I have to say, these man crates, and you can because men are the to worst this. to buy for. Yes, I can. I've, as, I've had a man crate. as a man who has received a crate. You can attest to this. Absolutely, these are incredible, and they're so fun and thoughtful. And guess what else they are? They're what people actually want. Okay? This is what exact. They're so fun to open. You're literally making just sort of pounding your way through a crate to get something wonderful. I got it comes with a crowbar, doesn't kit. it? Comes yeah. with a crowbar. Yeah. And you just get to go to town on this thing and then find something incredible inside. They've got an exotic jerky toolbox. They've got a whiskey appreciation. That's crate, the, the one I have. Kit, great. The one you had. Yeah. You can personalize it. It comes with a decanter, tumblers, ice fear molds, slate coasters, snacks. And also there are mil- hundreds of these gifts and uh, so much gear, flavors, activities that millions of dads love. Plus, they're shipped in their own awesome container, as we mentioned, the wood crates, or an ammo can, or a gift card cased in a concrete block. I mean, come on. What do you yeah. think of that, Rana? They're making unwrapping. It makes unwrapping the gift itself actually fun, exactly. I have to say. Yeah. So now through Father's Day, June 20th, get 20% off site-wide. Wow. When you spend $149 or more at mancrates.com slash Brian. B-I-Y-A-N, pardon me. I don't want to hear any complaints. That's right. 20% off when you spend $149 or more at mancrates.com slash Brian. Mancrates.com slash Rana. Brian. That's right. I mean, these people have solved your problem for you. Just it's done. Take the gift. Okay. It's done. It's yeah. done. Included that one with the uh, Brian promo there for you <laughs> with the correct spelling. There we go. And so if you guys go to mancrates.com and use the promo code Brian, I actually get credit for it too. Uh, you did. 
<laughs> they call that's, me up and they send me the that's exactly <laughs> oh that's great they're like wow your show is really performing yeah um i love that at the end she's like take the gift you know they've made it easy for you and again and again you heard that you know they're doing the positioning thing so and it's not accidental that you hear a lot of that in our copy you know it's one of nine key components i like that one because it felt that one felt like a skit but not making fun of the product it felt like it was making fun of everything that people get instead of that product right like so there was a joke around it but the joke was that every other gift is goofy and that this gift fits that goal. So let's focus on, we already know it works. Let's make fun of the thing that doesn't work that you keep defaulting into. And then let's remind you of that thing that works. And that was fun. That felt like content. Now, the big question I have to ask you is how many times can you reuse that ad, right? The, the ZocDoc one, all these, the Headspace one, if I'm binge listening or I listen for a month and it's four episodes in a month after the second time, those are pretty long. They're not bad. They're great. But like, I know it, it resonated, but is it as simple as just doing a fresh read with the same points or is it, do you rewrite it completely? And it's another story. Like what's your advice on that? Yeah, absolutely. It's a, it's a fantastic question. And one that we get a lot. You know, what one thing is the you might be surprised at the number of times that an individual hears the same ad. It's it's often not as many as those of us who are inside the bottle of the marketing (laughs) world think, you know, so so we are not the audience, right? right? The audience is busy and distracted and they're not paying as much attention as we are. Nevertheless, it's not a reason not to answer your question. So the way that we approach it in having a very specific framework and whittling down to very key points with the hardest hitting, shortest words possible sets up the host almost automatically to ad lib more. Okay. So they're already predisposed to ad lib more. So um, Ron is not going to give the exact same read again. Now on that one, it, for instance, is for Father's Day. So that that's a, kind of an exception. I, I understand your question. On the other ones that aren't tied to a specific holiday, the thing that we like to do is once we've dialed in the core message, it's like we call it, we call it internally the Constitution. And the Constitution is not something that you want to fiddle with every day or change on a quarterly basis. Like the key core points like that is set, but possibly for all time, like that is set until we are proven in some sort of testing environment or, you know, just in the marketplace of going like, Oh wow, this isn't working. We really need to think about the engine. But as far as like changing the paint, changing out the tires, that's something that, you know, when it comes to podcasts, you could look at, okay, let's change up the intros or change up the way in like once a month or maybe more realistically once a quarter. Cause there's going to be seasonality. There's going to be things going on. There's going to be a way to set them up to come into it, to, to get them to think about how they're going into it in a little bit of a different way. Yeah. But if you keep the core copy points really, really tight, and you keep those really, you know, like I said, very succinct. So it's brief and it's potent and it's clever. 
then they're going to be able to ad lib and bring their magic to it each time because they've got the space to be able to do their thing. And they're a different person every day. Yes. So they're going to ad lib differently. So, so the answer to the question is keep your core, like your body copy really, really consistent. Your offer is, you know, you, when you're especially testing new into the channel, you want it to be the best that it could possibly be. It's great to have a fantastic offer. You can't always have an offer, but so you've got the call to action. You've got the body copy. Keep that really core. When it comes to your intros, it's probably, I think, a bit aggressive to be changing that out, you know, monthly. Maybe if you had a huge volume that you're buying, you'd want to do that. But otherwise, like on a quarterly basis, if you're kind of setting them up with two to three different intros, and talking to them and like communicating with them, they're people, their producers are people like what is new and interesting about this? What new product did quick come out with? Oh, the mouthwash. Well, let me talk about how they do the entire routine. You know, I mean, that ad is also fantastic because, yeah. because, you know, here you have part of the problem, you know, on that show, they're talking about the new thing, but then they're talking about all of the other things. So short answer would be once a month to once a quarter, I would look at, changing out an intro based on like seasonality or something new with the advertiser. That's awesome. Well, Stu, this was awesome. Uh, I think this is the first time that we've had live examples when we walk through and I, I'm just really thankful for your time. I think you, you gave us so much. You gave basically everybody a reading list. Um, I'm digging my way through those books. I'm going to ask you for more at some point. Uh, and I just think it's great. And if you are working on creative, if you have questions about uh, ad creative, if you we want your brand or your podcast uh, to sound better, reach out to Stu directly, reach out to Oxford Road. And thank you so much for being on the show. I hope to have you back in the future. You're welcome, Brian. Thanks for having me on. And stick around for some special bonus content at the end of the episode. I've teamed up with Evoterra to give you a minute-long strategic thought that is guaranteed to shift your perspective on the present and future of podcasting as we all work to make podcasting better. Thanks to Stu for coming on to talk about his article, How to Write Podcast Ads That Sell. If you liked what you heard and want to connect, you can find me, Brian Barletta, on LinkedIn, way less formally on Twitter as High 5 RPG. And of course, you can email me at brian at soundsprofitable.com, spelled either way. The most important part about Sounds Profitable is providing you with more resources and making sure that I can answer your questions. So check out the link to Yappa in the episode description and leave me a message. And with your permission, I'll answer it live on the show. Sounds Profitable is completely recorded using Squadcast. I'm such a big fan of all the features that they have, from the video recording remote to their Dolby features, which are really fantastic. And then my favorite part that I use for the product deep dives is the screen share aspect. We can record all that in high definition and it's saved in real time, so there's no risk of losing it. So please check out squadcast.fm and sign up for a trial because I use it and I know you'll love it. The Sounds Profitable podcast would not be possible without the help and support of Evo Terra, James Cridlin, and Ian Powell. Thank you all for your help and support.